Hey everybody, this is Pastor Josh. I'm director of Kaleo International, and I just want to uh, introduce this new series we're going to be do, doing about the call of God and what it means to follow God's call. And we're going to go through uh, 30 different stories in the Bible about people that were called um, called by the Lord and the lessons we can learn from their lives. We're going to share. I'm going to share some stories from my own life, and uh, we're going to talk about really how God is calling each and every one of us to follow and serve. Him. But before we get started, I want to remind you, I have my book available called By the Fire. It's uh, it, it, we're gonna it goes much more in depth than a lot of these different encounters in the scriptures and all as well as miracle stories and the amazing things I've seen God do since I answered His call and followed Him into the into missions. So I encourage you. Uh, go to Amazon, the link's below, and uh, pick you up a couple copies of that. If you want to buy a bulk order in Spanish or in English, you can also email us directly, reach out, out to us directly at uh, orders at kaleointernational.org. But let's go ahead and get started. We're going to talk um, about today about Noah and how God called Noah, what God called Noah to do, and what we can learn from his life. The last message, we, you remember we talked about, uh, we talked about Adam. We talked about what God had originally set up for Adam to do, his calling, his original calling, his purpose, and how his actions and his sin actually destroyed and distorted what he had been intent, what what God had intended for him to do, and as a result, uh, he lost his purpose. He lost his purpose here in this earth, and mankind since that point has continued to live, uh, you know, for my, for most of humanity up until Jesus Christ came back, continued to live, um, not being able to fulfill our purposes and callings because of the curse of sin. So we're going to talk about the next person um, in this in this series, and that is Noah. Let's talk a little bit about Noah. If you've gone to Sunday school as a child, I'm sure you've heard the story of Noah and the ark. Well, Noah, uh, it, it, the story of building the ark is is a lot more in-depth than just simply he built an ark and animals came. We're going to talk about what happened when God called Noah and some of the things that I'm sure Noah had to walk through to be ready to do that. So you can find Noah's story in the book of Genesis, uh, chapter 5 through five, I'm sorry, chapter six, uh, going, uh, verse five through 22, you can find the story of God calling Noah. Uh, we're not going to read the whole thing for the sake of time, but every one of you have access to, uh, to a Bible on the internet or, uh, through your, through your phone. So go with me now and we're going to talk a little bit about what happens. I'm just going to recap the story for you. So it says that the Lord saw that the extent of human wickedness on the earth, he saw that everything that human beings touched, uh, became perverted, became destroyed, um, it was destroyed, and that all of humanity had become thoroughly evil, so thoroughly evil that God actually, he wished that he hadn't created human beings because of how bad things had become. But he looked throughout the earth and he saw one man uh, whose heart was pure, one man who, whose life was pure, who walked before, before the Lord and who was righteous, and that was Noah. Noah's life was different than others. Um, you see that God 
found Noah, he saw that Noah walked differently than others in his generation. And he called Noah and he had an encounter with Noah. In this encounter, God tells Noah that he is going to destroy the earth with a flood, that he regrets creating human beings because of the the, the perversion and the horrible things that are happening on, on the earth because of the devastation of sin. And God says, I'm going to create things anew. I'm going to restart um, restart this world, and I'm going to do it with your family line, through your family line, Noah. So you and your family and your descendants will be saved. And he's going to, and the Lord said, I want to save uh, certain uh, the anim- certain ones of the animals uh, that are going to be on the ark. And he gives Noah a plan. Now, the plan the Lord gave Noah was very specific. It was very clear. Uh, he told Noah, I want you to build an ark and I want a large boat, and I want you to build it this way. This is the; these are the dimensions that it's to have. This is what um, what you're going to need to do. This is this is how it needs to be built, even to the type of wood it needed to be built with, as well as um, the tar that it needed to be painted with to make it water resistant. So the Lord tells Noah to do to build this ark. Now it's important for us to recognize. That at that point in in uh, in world history, there was rain was not uh, they, they didn't know what rain was. There was no the Bible says that the earth uh, was different than it is now, and that rain and floods uh, at that point that did not that concept did not exist. And so God tells Noah to build a boat and during a time when there has never been a flood, and no one expected there to ever be a flood. God tells him do it this way and take your family and that God would bring the animals to the ark and the animals would come and that Noah was to do it this way. Now, it took Noah 120 years, the Bible says, uh, from the time that God called him and he began to work to build the ark to the time where the ark was when the ark was finished. Now, I want you to think about just the longevity of that kind of a calling, the longevity of what it means to follow God even when others don't understand. First of all, the Bible says that Noah stood out in the midst of the wickedness around him. To follow our call, um, our first call really needs to be a call to, to come close to God himself. And as we come close to God, as we come close to his presence, uh, that begins to change things in our lives. Our lives begin to change when we know God because we begin to walk differently and live differently than those around us. Darkness causes light to shine even brighter than before. Noah, his light shone brightly, his life shone brightly because his life was different than those around him. You know, I've heard Christians say, uh, oh, I wish I had been born in another generation. Oh, I wish I had been born during during this time because the, the, the wickedness in the generation we're in now, it seems far more in your face. Have you ever noticed that Right now, it's like wickedness is is in darkness and sin is in your face more so than it was before. I mean, just compare uh, TV programs uh, and commercials uh, fifty you know, in the nineteen fifties to movies and TV today. You can't even compare. Um, it was drastically different. People, the 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 blatant immorality that we see now is is different. But I want to tell you, if you're living in this day and age, it is for a purpose. And it is you have a calling in your life, and your calling, just like Noah, just like my calling, is to shine brightly for Jesus in the middle of darkness. So we need to recognize and say, if God has placed us in this generation, if He's allowed us to be born the time and during the time when we have been born, 
then it is for a purpose. And it is so that we can shine brightly for Jesus. What should our response be? We should follow God and we should build our lives and our family according to his instructions, even though it is contrary to the culture around him. Noah built his life on a different foundation than everyone else. Everyone else looked and saw Noah, and I'm sure they thought he was insane. Can, can you imagine this man, this, this old man is building an ark, building a boat in a place where it's never rained, in a place where they probably weren't near any kind of large body of water, uh, that the, the ground was watered by... by, by uh, by mist that would come up out of the ground and people, his neighbors would see him and think, what is this crazy old man doing? Building an ark, building a boat in the middle of dry land. Didn't make sense until it started to rain. Noah's life, I'm sure to the people around him seemed like a great waste seemed like something that it seemed like honestly like he was wasting his days on some kind of a crazy project can, can you imagine you know doing something this this crazy in in your day and age in your community how would your community react how would your neighbors react how would your family react how would your wife react uh, or your spouse when you when you come home and announce that this is what you're going to do we're going to build an ark in our backyard my goodness, it would, people would think you were absolutely crazy. And I'm sure they thought the same thing for Noah until it started to rain. So Noah worked on this project. And I can imagine people probably came to him saying, what are you doing, old man? You're crazy. Why are you building this ark? And Noah, I'm sure, um, perhaps listened to what they had to say, but that he continued to build. We can never allow discouragement to creep into, into our lives and destroy our ability or destroy our um, obedience to God's calling. Discouragement and oftentimes listening to what other people have to say uh, when they tell us, when they, when they come against uh, what, what God is telling us to do, we need to be able to listen first to what is the Holy Spirit saying for us to do and be able to tune out the other voices, the other voices that perhaps are well-intentioned but are not coming from the same place spiritually. So Noah was called to build. He wasn't called to explain. Uh, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7, it says, By faith, Noah, when he was warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By faith, he condemned the world and became the heir of righteousness that is keeping with the faith. So Noah had something that we call faith. And this, this concept of faith is crucial if you're going to do, if you're going to fulfill a call, if you're going to obey God, because faith is really... It's actually quite simple. Faith is trusting that what God said he will do, he will do. Faith involves a grabbing a hold of a promise of God, what God has told you to do, and walking it out in obedience. It's not enough just simply to say, I believe God, you know, I believe God's word. It's not enough just simply to say, oh, I, I believe that the Bible's true. If you don't live it, if you don't obey what God is telling you to do, I want to tell you that's not that's only half faith. True faith means believing it and changing whatever you need to change in your life to obey what God is telling you to do. Because a true call of God comes with a requirement that we do something, that we respond to the call. A call that is not uh, a call that doesn't come with a response is really just simply an an an, an advice uh, an advisory of what the Lord is going to do. But the Lord's call always comes with 
a call and the call always comes with a response something that we must do to respond to what God is telling us. And Noah, for him, it involved building an ark. Noah invested his life, and I'm sure to others, as I said before, it looked like a waste, but then it started to rain. And I'm sure there were many people when it began to rain and when it began to flood who remembered Noah's ark and thought to themselves, if only we had listened, if only we had listened to what that old man had to say and followed him. So what can we learn from Noah's life? Here's what we can learn from Noah's life. God, Noah followed God's instructions to the letter. He was obedient to what God told him to do, and he followed God's instructions. So what can we learn from this? It means that when God speaks to us, when God calls us to do something, when we see something in the Word of God, then we know that that is for us to do, or God, and we encounter the Holy Spirit, and he gives us an assignment, we must follow the instructions he, give us, he gives us to the letter. I want to tell you, sometimes we don't receive all the instructions at once, but the instructions that we have received, that is what we must be faithful to steward. And if we don't steward that which he tells us to do, then oftentimes we can't advance to the next place, the next level to be able to hear what's the, what the next steps are. You may not know every step you need to take, but all if you know the next step, that's the most important thing to do. Noah followed God's instructions, and he followed them, and he obeyed them to the letter. He was careful uh, to obey God even in the details. Noah didn't get discouraged by the darkness around him. Instead, he focused on the, his destination and his assignment. And I want to tell you, for me, if anyone here today listening to me is discouraged because of the darkness you see in your world, in the family, and in, in your family, uh, in the people around you, or in the culture you live in, I want to tell you, don't get discouraged by the darkness you see. Begin to focus in on Jesus. Begin to focus in on your assignment here in this earth today and what you are called to do to be a light and to be a light for in the of the gospel for the people around you in your community focus on your destination this world friends is not our home we are called to look forward to a heavenly home and look forward to where we are going but we're called while we still have breath in our mortal bodies we are called to shine with the light of Jesus in the community around us that's something we can take from Noah's life the last thing we can take from Noah's life, the Bible says that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Uh, this word grace is unmerited favor. He found favor in the eyes of God, not, not, not just because he was a great person, but he found favor in God's eyes because he walked with God. He knew God. And that favor with God is something that we can steward. So what can we learn from this? I want to encourage you, steward the grace be faithful with the grace that you have received. And how do we steward God's faith, uh, God's grace to us? How do we steward his favor? By obeying what he tells us to do. And when we obey him, we steward the favor that we have received. See, the initial grace we receive when you become born again is a grace that we receive through salvation, through faith alone in Jesus Christ. It's not by our works. It's not by anything we can do, but it is a gift, a free gift from God. But then we have to begin to steward that which we, we have received. And how do we do it? We obey the things Jesus tells us to do. We obey the commands of Jesus. And as we do that, the faith that we have received begins to grow and manifest. And we grow more in God's word. But how do we do it? We obey. 
Jesus said, he who has my word and does it, he obeys it. He is the one that loves me. That is how you grow in favor, uh, my beloved brothers and sisters, how you grow in favor is to take what God is telling you to do, to steward the word of God, the, the, the word he speaks to your heart, the word he speaks through the power of his spirit, and the word that he that is written down in the scriptures, and put that into practice in your life. Shine in the middle of the darkness and, and allow his presence to just glow through you and go and impact the community around you. Don't be discouraged by the, the darkness around you, but be light and salt to a dark and dying world. So I want to pray for you now. Just thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, I thank you for everyone listening today. Lord, I thank you for the heart of the people that are listening. Lord, let it be touched and impacted by you. I ask you to touch them with the power of your spirit. I ask you to touch them with your glory right here and right now. Lord, let your presence come over them. And I thank you, Lord, that if anyone is discouraged today, because of the darkness around them. Lord, I pray today that they would take their eyes off of the darkness and fix their eyes firmly on you, that their assignment uh, to be a light in the dark place would truly uh, change their perspective, change their perspective of their purpose here in this earth today. Lord, I ask you that you would encounter them, Holy Spirit, that you would take them deeper, and I bless them now in Jesus' name. Amen. Once again, if you do not have my book, Called by the Fire. I encourage you. It's on Kindle as well as in hard copy. You can order a hard copy. So get yours today. God bless you, and we'll see you next time.